Good morning. It's February 29th, and this is your daily brief in world news. Here's everything you need to know. In a striking display of internal discord, President Joe Biden's re-election campaign is grappling with significant challenges in unifying the Democratic Party. This comes after over 100,000 Michigan voters cast uncommitted ballots in the Democratic primary, a protest rooted in Biden's support for Israel's military actions against Hamas in Gaza. This move underscores the deep fissures within the party, particularly among Michigan's large Arab-American community and progressive Democrats. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell has been at the forefront, vocalizing her concerns regarding the Democratic Party's unity in Michigan. Dingell's frustration stems from the potential political fallout of Biden's foreign policy stance, especially his unwavering support for Israel in its conflict with Hamas. This has not only angered a significant portion of her constituency, but has also raised alarms about the party's standing in a critical battleground state. The protest has not been without consequence. The uncommitted votes are enough to send two delegates to the Democratic National Convention, signaling a clear intent by organizers to hold the Democratic nominee accountable to an anti-war agenda. This movement is pushing for Biden to advocate for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza and to reconsider U.S. aid to Israel. Despite the administration's critical stance on Israel's military actions, its mixed responses on the international stage, including supporting a temporary ceasefire while vetoing a U.N. Security Council resolution calling for a permanent ceasefire, have left many dissatisfied. In response to the primary results, Michigan Democratic officials have vowed to intensify their voter outreach efforts, pivoting to a general election campaign strategy that includes door-knocking, phone banking, and opening several offices statewide. Amidst low general approval ratings and concerns about his age, Biden faces a challenging path ahead. The uncommitted voter movement, gaining traction beyond Michigan, presents a unique challenge reflecting broader concerns about extremism among American voters. With the 2024 election on the horizon, the Biden campaign must navigate these internal party tensions and voter concerns to unify its base and address the pressing issues facing the nation. In a poignant reflection of the complexities and tensions in current Russian political landscape, Yulia Navalnaya, the widow of the prominent opposition leader Alexei Navalny, is navigating a challenging path to organize her husband's funeral in Moscow on March 1st. She faces not only the resistance from authorities, but also the logistical hurdle of a scheduling conflict with an address by President Vladimir Putin. Yulia Navalnaya's efforts extend beyond funeral arrangements. She has made a bold appeal to European leaders, urging them to investigate financial transactions in the West linked to Putin and his associates, whom she accuses of operating like a criminal and organized gang. This accusation comes amidst a backdrop of heightened scrutiny over Putin's regime and its actions both domestically and internationally. The funeral of Alexei Navalny is shrouded in security concerns, with fears of potential police disruptions and an anticipated heavy security presence. This situation underscores the tense atmosphere surrounding opposition activities in Russia. Meanwhile, on the international stage, the president of the European Commission has suggested utilizing Russian assets frozen due to sanctions to aid the Ukrainian military effort. Additionally, Ukrainian President Zelensky is actively lobbying for international support for a peace plan aimed at resolving the ongoing conflict. 
In a related development, the Russian foreign minister is scheduled to attend a diplomatic forum in Turkey, signaling continued international dialogues amidst these tensions. Moreover, the Nobel Peace Prize Committee has voiced its condemnation of the 2.5-year prison sentence handed to human rights activist Oleg Orlov for his criticism of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, highlighting the global concern over freedom of speech and human rights within Russia. In a moment that tests the unity of European leaders, French President Emmanuel Macron finds himself at odds with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz over the contentious issue of deploying Western troops to Ukraine. This disagreement not only strains the Franco-German relationship, but also casts a shadow over the coherence of the European alliance and NATO during a pivotal period. The crux of the matter lies in Macron's consideration of a military proposal that has been outright rejected by Scholz, who stands firm against the idea of sending Western forces to Ukraine. This stark difference in stance has escalated tensions between the two nations, underscoring the complexities of European politics against the backdrop of the ongoing crisis in Ukraine. The discord doesn't stop at troop deployment. It extends to other critical areas, such as the delivery of Taurus missiles to Ukraine and the contentious proposal of utilizing frozen Russian assets within the EU to bolster Ukraine's defense capabilities. These issues not only highlight the strategic disagreements between France and Germany, but also reflect broader divisions within the European Union and its approach to supporting Ukraine amidst its conflict with Russia. Amidst this political tug-of-war, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has thrown his support behind the deployment proposal, planning to further discuss this with President Macron in an upcoming meeting slated for mid-March. Zelensky's involvement adds another layer of urgency to finding a common ground among European leaders as the clock ticks on the security situation in Ukraine. This unfolding narrative between Macron and Scholz is more than a bilateral spat. It's a litmus test for European solidarity in the face of external threats. As these leaders navigate their differences, the eyes of the world are on them, waiting to see if unity or division will prevail in this critical moment for Europe. In a pivotal moment that could reshape the legal landscape for former President Donald Trump, the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to take on the question of his claim to immunity from prosecution over his actions following the 2020 election and the January 6th Capitol riot. This decision comes after a federal appeals court dismissed Trump's claim, potentially setting the stage for a trial that could have profound implications for his future. At the heart of this legal battle is Trump's assertion that his status as a former president grants him immunity from prosecution for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election results and his alleged role in inciting the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. This claim was previously rejected by a federal appeals court, allowing legal proceedings against him to move forward. In response, Trump's legal team has sought to delay the Supreme Court's review, arguing for a postponement, while the special prosecutor leading the investigations has pressed for the trial to proceed without further delay. The Supreme Court's hearing, scheduled for the end of April, promises to be a landmark event, with a decision expected to follow several weeks later. Should the court rule in Trump's favor, it could not only halt the election fraud case against him in Washington, but also impact his first criminal trial in New York related to hush money charges. Trump, who currently faces a total of 91 charges across four separate criminal cases, 
finds the Washington case to be just one facet of his broader legal challenges. The outcome of the Supreme Court's decision is poised to have significant ramifications not only for Trump's legal standing but also for his political aspirations. With the potential to either clear a path for his trials to proceed or to erect a formidable barrier against his prosecution, the court's ruling could decisively influence the trajectory of Trump's public life and political career. In a move that's ratcheting up tensions in Eastern Europe, the separatist region of Transnistria has reached out to Russian President Vladimir Putin, seeking protection against what it perceives as threats from the Moldovan government. This request comes amidst a backdrop of escalating disputes and fears of an armed conflict that could further destabilize the region. Transnistria, a sliver of territory with a pro-Russian stance, has long been a point of contention between Moldova and Russia. The recent appeal for Russian intervention is being reviewed by Russia's foreign ministry, which has also highlighted an economic blockade imposed by Moldova against Transnistria. This development underscores the deepening rift and the complex geopolitical dynamics at play. Adding to the regional anxiety, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has publicly expressed concerns about Russia's potential destabilizing actions in Transnistria. In a call for diplomacy, Ukraine's foreign ministry has emphasized the need for a peaceful resolution to the tensions, urging that the situation be resolved without external interference. This stance reflects wider apprehensions about the potential for escalation into armed conflict. The situation is further complicated by the actions of Transnistria's Russian-backed leadership, which has signaled a push for increased military readiness. In contrast, the Moldovan government has firmly stated that Russia's military presence in Transnistria is illegitimate, demanding the withdrawal of Russian forces from the region. These developments have heightened fears that the standoff could lead to another armed conflict in Europe, at a time when the continent is already grappling with significant security challenges. As the international community watches closely, the unfolding situation in Transnistria serves as a stark reminder of the fragile security landscape in Eastern Europe and the potential for conflicts to escalate, drawing in larger powers and impacting regional stability. This has been your Daily Brief in World News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.